0: The following presentation by Taylor Fragon Capital Management LLC is intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from Taylor Fragon or any other investment professional of your choosing. Please see additional important disclosure at the end of this presentation. A copy of Taylor Fragon's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request or at www.taylorfregon.com. Here we are again with this week's episode of the Long Only Podcast. I'm Doug. Hi, Doug. Hi, Jerry. You're Jerry. Hi, Doug. I think we're on episode 85 right now. Eighty-five.
1: We are 85 what? Episodes. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yes. All right, we're going to, to skip the market commentary today because there's really not much new to say under the sun as Jerry, as we were driving home from lunch, Jerry was berating me, giving my normal weekly dressing down, and said there's nothing new under the sun.
1: <laughs> that is so With <laughs> self-loathing, it's just not going to work.
0: Um, but it's anyway, I... Uh, what can we say? So let's not even say it. We're not going to use the. We're not going to talk about the F word. We're going to talk about something we haven't discussed at least not since we've been a video, and it's been a while. Yeah, don't say
1: it. Don't say it. Okay, don't say
0: ahead. it. Uh, we're going to talk about crypto. We have uh, a stake in crypto indirectly, not necessarily. Our use for it is a little broader, uh, but Jerry can talk, can speak to that. And crypto's done pretty well lately. And I think that uh, it's worth digging into and seeing separate hype uh, versus fact with this asset class. And it seems like the government's plan has been to try to hope that it goes away. That hasn't worked. And I think that does seem to speak well for many of the coins that are still Around, I, I feel good about the things that have survived this long. They're probably going to be around for that's a while. Very to,
1: to, it's very similar to what we said back in the dot com era, where there was thousands of you know people that could barely fog a mirror, just had dot com in their name, and they were getting value. Is there will be a handful of winners in the end, um, and there, that's been the case. You know, Amazon dot com. Yep. Um, and so the, similar things with the crypto world. And I think what's happening is. Oh, the the regulatory thing seems to have been sort of kicked down the road by the SEC. They've said, "Well, we're on to other things now, and, you know, crypto is going to have to wait." Well, crypto isn't waiting. In fact, the rest of the world we're going to get. This isn't going to be a treatise on regula- regulation of crypto. But the rest of the world seems to be moving on from a regulatory standpoint. As far as they've addressed, you know, they've they've, they've addressed the issues. They've come up with some rules. I don't know that that's complete, but they have addressed it far better than the U.S. regulatory authorities, which, what is it? I mean, there's a, there may even be a turf war, I guess, going on between the CFTC, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, and the SEC over, you know, who actually should be regulating this. But that has to do with, well, is it a currency? Is it a security? Yeah, we've long contended that there's there's aspects of all of the above and then some.
0: But I think what's happening now uh, – But, Jerry, if I could just say something oh, as the resident non-crypto expert in the room – I'm not part of the, expert, I'm just observing. Well, I'm less of one. So of course, of course we're talking about it because two non-experts talking, but we, it seems to me that part of the problem with crypto is to try to put it in a box of something that already exists when it's just, it's it's something. That's exactly right.
1: And, and I don't think there, I mean, what is a crypto expert? I mean, there's so many aspects of this and we've always said the really important part of it is the distributed computing, which is, you know, blockchain um you know no centralized you know depository for all of this stuff if you will um you know some of this terminology may not even be spot on correct in the way i'm using it but it's close enough i mean it's distributed it's not centralized um this is something that i think more and more the world is is becoming enamored with and, and just bitcoin which which we've kind of gone back and forth on our views on bitcoin over the years i think in general we're favorable or we're positive that it's happened because it's you know in 2009 it opened the floodgates to this phenomenon there's there's shortcomings the lack of scalability which ultimately again without getting into great detail i think is ultimately the reason why it doesn't it never will truly become money um or, or from that that matter a store of value although there are those and reasonable people will disagree on that um but without, with with this extreme volatility and without the ability to have, I guess what you say, a proper scaling mechanism, because contrary to what people who are on the side of sound money often believe is, you know, you do still have to have the ability to increase purchasing media or currency when needed, when the growth of, of the economy is such that more money is needed. So proper scaling mechanism, is necessary. What that actually is, is also debatable, but at least an attempt at it and Bitcoin with its $21 million cap, which I think there are, are those that say in the year 2100, that's going to be, you know, I guess that's the time. That's sort of the guess as to when we reach 20, I think it's like 18 something million now, but it's, you know, because it's Solving for prime numbers, it gets harder and harder and harder and harder to do that. So it slows it, slows the growth down. That non-inflationary aspect of it is the reason why it's doing well in this environment where fiat currencies like the US dollar and every other major foreign currency in the world have suffered versus, certainly versus Bitcoin.
0: Well, it's been my reductionist contention that the value in Bitcoin is not so much what it is. A, well, a big part of Bitcoin's value or any digital currency is what it's not. And it's not a fiat currency. It's not and a fiat currency. Self, self-limiting yeah. gives it some value. Gives it some value. And, and it, you know, I don't, th- it's not
1: going away. It's going to be, you know, it, it probably will go up in value in this, you know, kind of desire to have this sort of, it's almost a novelty to some extent. And it, and it did... But 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 I don't want to be flippant about it to the extent that some do, which is oh it's worthless. It's you know it's it does. There is there is a value there. It's just it didn't get the it, it got part of the story right. It didn't get the story completely right. It didn't it got it's got part of the mechanism, not all of the mechanism. But I think what we're experiencing right now, and again, I, I'm going to emphasize, I don't think anybody's an expert. An expert. We've been spending we've been watching this for over 10 years. Um, I bought my first Bitcoin in 2013, I believe it was. And have been just in personally, and I, you know, have been, you know, watching this phenomenon over this, these 10 plus years, and it's going to take another 10 years or so to get to where this is more ubiquitous and that we've got some of these scalability issues solved, but it's getting solved. And I think to a large extent in the last few years, um, there's been somewhat of a separation of a, of the men from the boys, so to speak. Can you say that still? I don't know. I was about to catch myself on that. Mm-hmm. I, I said it. Um,
0: I won't edit it out. We may confuse some listeners, but yeah, and, and so point being
1: is that some real use cases, um, I think Ethereum, which is is commonly called level two, a level two uh, t- you know, token, which was a platform for developing blockchains um, and, and using using the Ethereum blockchain. And now there's other Solana, Cardano, um, that are uh, that are they're coming up with even more value in some cases, or at least more features to them than even the Ethereum uh, platform or the Ethereum blockchain has. Um, Ethereum is still very widely used and it will continue to be, I think. But but the point is, is that um, with with many of these tokens now, we're seeing the ones that had real utility. And we have experience, Doug, you mentioned earlier, I think you mentioned something about our experience with this, which is our in our private company holding Otoy, who built a render network for rendering computer graphics images based on a distributed network of GPUs, you know, responsible for building this network. And we always said... Wow, that's a great use case for blockchain for artists and video video artists, video artists, video videographers, video video what videographers, videographers, I guess. Yeah, people creating content in three D um, CG computer graphics imagery and using toys render software to render their their art, if you will. Um, which, but which requires extremely powerful graphics processors units, which are the, the chips this, that, that allow for graphics to happen for anybody watching this. There's millions and millions of pixels on your screen that are operating at the same time. It's a, what we call a massively parallel system, um, which is now because it's so, um, you know, valuable for, for complex com- computation, it's being used for things like uh, you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning. Um, And so this network is really proving to be quite valuable and the render token, which was issued as the means to be able to transact on this network. And, uh, originally was built on the Ethereum platform and they just are moving towards the Solana platform this last fall, um, allows them, allows for an inner, a distributed network of graphics processors to exist and be accessed by people who want to do these various types of rendering or high performance computing jobs. It's a, it's a phenomenal idea that Otoy came up with.
0: Wait, you but you said something important there because we've we stumbled across this originally started as a rendering thing is the right. the is the high performance computing. That could be a lot of different things, right? And was that something that was just recently sort of stumbled upon or do you think that was an intended use all along? It doesn't really matter. It's all academic. It's just that the serendipity effect was it was is
1: you know, I honestly don't know if Otoy had that in the back of their mind ever originally. It was originally meant for, because they are a computer graphics rendering, streaming, creating software company. They built this to be able to have, to, to gain access, to, to build to build a network of GPUs because GPUs are, are a hot commodity. They always knew it would be. Even, I, I don't even think, you know, to the extent that it's become a really hot commodity, I don't know that they even... Envisioned that it is that that the demand for these GPUs is as great as it has become, or they they didn't necessarily see it being as great as it has become. But it's making this network very valuable. I mean, the token itself is over two billion recently, almost three billion dollar value just in the just for the token itself for the network. It's so it's a good you know valuation, and, and of course, Otway owns a significant portion of that network that those tokens. So it's a it's a validation of the value of that network and if you think about it, this is just scratching the surface. I mean you know if these are and, and to give some scale, I don't know have the exact number, but if say there's a hundred thousand GPUs available on this network, this is on its way to millions and tens of millions potentially of GPUs because every theoretically at some point every GPU and this is a progression that's happening, but every GPU that's out there, including, one that's on my, you know, my iPhone here um, is could be potentially, for lack of a better term, rented on the network and used. And if I were to do that, my iPhone GPU is earning me rent, <laughs> or I'm like a landlord, uh, or, or, or it's be- better than that. It's like uh, Airbnb for GPUs. I'm going to throw my, G, my GPU out on Air, the, Airbnb, the render network is Airbnb for GPUs.
0: And, and what investing show would be complete without an Airbnb metaphor? So, okay,
1: so let's say it's a VRBO metaphor. Either way, totally
0: different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it makes the point, though. It makes the point.
1: So you know, we're super excited because just one little aspect of the, our investment in that company is now you know showing a value trading regularly worth well over $2 billion or you know, over 2 billion between two and 3 billion on any given day, it's volatile, but it's proving it, the point I'll make with this and then we'll end it because, you know, we're not spend too much time on this, but it's proving value, it's proving utility. It's proving that there's a reason for these blockchain based tokens to exist. Um, I would argue that this is one of the best use cases I've seen and, uh, that's what we always said was that there would be, you know, there would be real uses for this. Well, here's a here's a live example.
0: And I think that if you have a a uh, some you know some sort of digital currency and uh, cryptocurrency, if you will, and it survived the the so-called crypto winter and it's demonstrated an actual utility, you have to be feel, feeling pretty good about its long-term prospects. As is the case with this one. So.
1: Absolutely. I mean, as, as much as, as the, these chips are required and, and someday there will probably be other things that could be able, other forms of, of, of chip, if you will, to be available on a network like this, it's proving the point, And, and there's way more to this than I could possibly ever explain. It, it does. It, I mean, some of this gets very complicated. It's the, the geniuses at Otoy that put this together truly are that, um, the, you know, they've thought about things like why it's important for an artist to have digital rights management and, and smart contracts that are attached to. So when it, when there's an entry on the blockchain, it's not just that transaction took place. Oh, it's that transaction. And there's a contract associated with that transaction that proves that that work is that artists. Um, so
0: it's interesting stuff. It's worth noting that uh, this has been an investment We're, we could be guilty of talking our own book. So be, be aware we are invested in this and, no. uh, and this but this is something we've been invested in for a while. And it's also worth noting that it took a fair amount of foresight because the GPUs have only started to become ubiquitous in the last few years. This is something they've been ramping up for, well, for part years. Of the problem
1: is, is that they aren't ubiquitous. They They're, they're in great demand and you know, they're still, they're still pretty expensive. They haven't gone quite by Moore's law in that they've the, the cost of them has cut in half every 18 months. It's that they're still expensive, and, I, and I, you know the reasons for that are myriad, and we could spend hours talking about it. But the fact is, is that um, you, it, it looks like you're always going to want more and more of these things, just like you wanted more and more CPUs, the central processor units, which are you know what traditionally silicon is built upon or I should say the the CPU is built upon silicon. You know, when you traditionally talk about silicon, you're thinking CPUs. This is is the graphics processor component of that. Um, But nonetheless.
0: It seems fitting that in this day and age, no one's even listening to Moore's law. Even that law is being broken. So post-2020 America. Extent. (laughs) So that puts the crypto segment of today's show to bed. Not that we do crypto every week, but we took a 15 minute detour to talk about crypto today. We are going to now take another dive into Jerry's cooking and cheap dating show. <laughs> wow, <that's cool. laughs> We're just going to take a quick five minutes as we wrap up the, uh, the week here. And so, do what we did, Go ahead. Well, last week we talked about the latte or the espresso effect as seen by Jerry Fergon, who while he can afford his latte and afford his espresso, wants to set an example for the kids out there who are trying to get by on a shoestring and also point out that you don't need to do these things at a store or pay for them by the cup in order to get good value. So he's going to apply the, the, the do-it-yourself model to the steak dinner.
1: I would say that this applies. The steak dinner applies to much more than the the young people out there. I mean, surely. I mean, you know, because even they are recognizing that you know a run to the local steakhouse is probably not in the cards for them very often, if at all. But it's still the the value proposition is still there for for anybody, myself included, you anybody. I mean, it it, it it's a. Uh, you know, well, well, it's, it's fun and nice and enjoyable to take, you know, go out with your wife to a nice dinner at a steakhouse. The costs are just outrageous
0: now. Wait, can we say wife in 2024? Are we allowed to say that?
1: Well, I, yeah. I said men, <laughs> men from boys.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're already. I,
1: I Well, yeah, I think it's okay to say that. Okay. Maybe, all right. Just making sure. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Um, so th- this latest one, we did some pretty good numbers on this or calculations on the exact costs. So I love filet mignon. I, it's not that I don't like more flavorful steaks that are, you know, higher in fat and taste really good. But I just, I do, I do like, I, I'm willing to put up with a little bit of the taste, just put a lot of salt and pepper on it. And for the texture and the, the the tenderness of a filet mignon. So love filet mignon. So it's not outside the realm of reason in any, you know, steakhouse that now, especially with costs being where they are, you know, you just order a eight ounce filet mignon and it could be 60, 70 bucks and you get a plate with a filet mignon on it. <laughs> and then if you want anything to go with it, okay, cha-ching, ching 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 and you want a glass of wine or two, oof, you know, 20 bucks a pop, easy to get over a hundred bucks for per person for a, a, a decent steak dinner. So we decided, all right, we're going to try to do this all at home and which we would do anyway, sometimes, but not as much as we will now because we did the exact numbers. And even for us, it's like, Oh my gosh, um, cutting to the chase. So, uh, plug for Costco, which we own. So it's it's good to plug Costco in our income strategy. Uh, you, but by the way, I think most people know they have great meat department at Costco. Um, So we got our filet mignon at Costco. Um, And I think we actually got most of it. (laughs) We happen to be running the gamut at Costco with rice, uh, broccoli, um, salad, two glasses of wine a piece. I'm very into Italian wines right now. So it was a nice Montepulciano that we got. Uh, And I, I paid $11 for a bottle of Montepulciano at uh, I can never get it right, Doug. You know, is it wine and things? I think it is.
0: I think we decided it's total wine.
1: Total wine. Okay. Yep. Um, and I'm sure you could get more expensive ones. And you might, some people might say, oh, wow, $10, $11 bottle. It can't be very good. You know, it was really good. So I put that to bed right now. You, Trust me, Jerry knows wine. Coming from the wine country of the central coast yep. of California, I've had many a solid, very you know, long-term wine people who so said you should never pay more than 10 bucks a bottle for a bottle of wine. Anyway, everything else is marketing. Um, cut to the chase. We added it all up. You know, I mean, literally eight ounces at how X percent, X cost per, per pound turns into X cost per ounce. Uh, how much rice we had, how much, how, how much of broccoli we had, how much salad we had um, and what that all costs. I'm going to ask you, Doug, what do you think that cost? Well, I, actually, I think I already told you all. You
0: that. told me yesterday. So I'm going to put myself in the, I'm going to put myself in the shoes of the Doug Conley who did not know okay. what it cost Cause I don't remember perfectly per person, but, if, but yeah, if you told me what it cost per person, I would have guessed probably somewhere between 20 and 30 bucks a person,
1: $12 All right. per person. Okay. And we could even put a candle between the two of us for a little, little romantic effect. I mean, it, it's stark. I mean, so imagine how much money I mean, and we didn't even do the numbers on what we did with the espresso latte, where, you know, if you did it every day, and you, instead of going to the Starbucks, you did it yourself. And it was like, I think we came up with like 1700 change worth of dollars saved a year, which Some, yeah. the young person put that in the mutual fund, the Taylor over core growth fund all day long, uh, plug for us, and you're going to do really well over time. If you were to do that, just, just, just that part of it. Every year, so imagine when you start incorporating things like, you know, a steak dinner. Now, if you were to go, you know, I think that was nineteen ninety nine a pound, something like that. Maybe have even been less, but um, the number was twelve dollars per person. So for eight ounces, uh, you could do the math to figure out what the exact cost is. I can't remember per pound on the steak on the filet mignon, but you know, if you the best deal is pork. Oh my gosh! I think it was like two ninety nine a pound, and and that's for the really nice, big, thick. I feel like Julia Childs. Does anybody remember Julia Childs?
0: Jul- I don't think there's an S, isn't it Julia Child? You remember
1: Julia Childs. Julia Child. Julia Child. Is it just?
0: There's no. There's no
1: S. Julia think. Child. You remember her?
0: Yeah, she's one who talk weird. Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember her growing up as the kind of cooking guru. I guess it's. Maybe is it Martha Stewart?
0: No. She was kind of like even a more high-pitched version no, of Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey. But anyway.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But it's, it's uh, Gordon Ramsey has done this kind of stuff. But, you know, he doesn't really get into the cost. He should. And uh, this wasn't my idea. I can't even remember who it was that came up with this idea of comparing things like this when you do it yourself. But I, it's, I think it's phenomenal. So you can imagine. I mean, you could just get down the, the, the cost from 12. Consider, you know, filet mignon is kind of the top of the line for anybody. So start moving down to, you know, chicken, you know, a lesser cut of steak. Like I think we bought some tri-tip, which is a central coast of California favorite. That's where it was coined. I think that was like $6.99 a pound. And, you know, we love tri-tip. Put it in the Traeger, slow cook it. Mm, It's great. Um, So you can get those costs down. I bet you when you're figuring in pork, it's probably something like, you know, six bucks or five bucks per plate. So think about what, you know, if you were doing stuff like that, instead of going out three times in a week or four, or some people do that, or some people are out every night, imagine the savings. If you could be disciplined to take that money instead and put it into your account, you're going to do really, 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 really well over, over 10, 15, 20 years. This is why it's so important for 20 somethings, 30 somethings, even 40 somethings, heck even 50, any age actually to save that kind of money. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's actually fun to do that yourself. All right. uh, That's
0: that's the food segment. The foodie segment. Okay. Food segment is done. The show is done. 85 is done. Remember to view us at tailorforgotten.com. Get information about our our firm, Mutual Fund. Also, email the show one only at tailorforgotten.com. Instagram is tailorforgotten.invest. And until next week, I'm Doug. I'm Jerry. Thank you for joining us on the Long Only Podcast.